Welcome to the Variant Vendetta podcast, the podcast where two variants talk movies, TV shows, video games, and pop culture in an attempt to end their vendetta against each other. You can support the show by giving us a five-star review on your podcast platform or by following us on Twitter, Instagram, at Variant Vendetta. I'm one of your hosts, Matthew, and today I am joined by somebody who is more annoying than the screaming goats, (laughs) Annabelle. Holy shit, that is actually really really rude wow i just thought of it like mm, 10 minutes ago yeah because you forgot your insult again yes (laughs) um okay well that's rude um you're definitely way more annoying than the goats but whatever we'll roll with it i just said the joke you can't just steal it like that So, I can do whatever I want, bitch. So, okay. Um, before we get started on the actual episode, two little minor announcements. Uh, first one is uh, we got a good suggestion from our friend Derek. He suggested that we include TV shows in our Trust Me, You Like It episodes, like maybe doing one or two episodes per podcast episode so that was a really good idea from Derek and we are going to be doing that yes Derek we love you thank you yes but I don't know when that'll be started because I know we both kind of have a couple more trust me like it movies lined up so it might be a minute but yeah we're through October aren't we (laughs) yeah I thought about dropping my last one and and doing a TV show instead, but we'll have to see when that when that time comes. We still got a little bit. Yeah, we can make some changes along the way. Yeah. And also the second announcement is what was the second announcement? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't remember both of them. I can only remember one or the other. The second announcement is at the end of this month, the final episode that we will be doing in July will be a new segment called variant variety and basically we're just going to talk about stuff yeah we're just gonna sit here and have a chat yeah i mean like we'll be talking about movies tv shows video games video games current books or comics that we're reading our uh, lives our lives trailers that have come out all kinds of stuff so that like i said will be coming out at the end of this month and those are our two announcements. Yep. And um, we're going to make a post before we record that episode. So if y'all want to ask us any questions or anything, we can answer them for you. Yeah. Questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, whatever. So what are we doing today, Annabelle? They've, they already know it's in the title. Thor, Love, and Thunder. That's right. But this is labeled as a movie review but it's not going to be like our typical movie review because this movie did just come out and it's kind of hard to take notes in a theater yeah it's kind of hard to summarize the movie in detail without going to see it like four or five times (laughs) yeah and we also don't commit crimes on international waters so we don't and i i also do not know how to do that so (laughs) (laughs) so basically this is going to be us giving our thoughts and opinions and stuff like that 
on the movie and we're going to be splitting this up into two parts we're going to do a spoiler free review first so if you haven't seen it we'll give you a spoiler warning when the time comes for our spoiler review section of this episode so yeah basically whether you've seen this uh, movie or not you can listen to this episode without it being spoiled you'll just have to stop like halfway through and then go watch the movie and then come back (laughs) and then come back yeah come back and listen to it so anyways, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get this started, but I'm going to get this started in a weird and different way. I'm just going to set the tone for how the rest of this episode is going to be. So Annabelle, on a scale of one to 10, what do you rate Thor Love and Thunder? Um, okay, before I answer that question, I, I have to address this freaky witchcraft that is happening. I don't know if you noticed it, okay? But went to go see this movie. And like we knew that there would be Greek gods going into this movie, right? So that's the first connection to Percy Jackson, okay? Then we got an interstellar reference. Then there was a song from Mamma Mia in the movie. And I don't know about you, but I had a trailer before this movie that had Pierce Brosnan in it. Yeah. Um, Black Adam. Yes. How crazy yeah. <laughs> is that? I was sitting there. I was like, oh, my God. Are we like psychic? Am I a witch? Oh, my God. What is happening? <laughs> Wait, what song was in Mamma Mia that was in this movie? It's our last summer. And it's when uh, we're seeing Jane and Thor's relationship before they broke up. Oh, like the flashback scenes? Yeah, and it's playing Our Last Summer by ABBA. Okay, yeah, that is pretty weird. I didn't catch that. I only caught the Interstellar reference, the Pierce Brosnan, and I didn't even put together the Greek gods with Percy Jackson. Yeah, and like after I realized that, when I went and watched it a second time, I was like, all right, I got to search for Deadpool and Pulp Fiction, but I didn't find anything that connected to that. Well, this movie was made after 1994, so I'm sure you can find some kind of Pulp Fiction reference in it. Probably. Because it's the greatest movie of all time. Anyways, on a scale of 1 to 10, what'd you rate this movie? Anyways, um, okay. I would give it a 7.5. Okay. I'm glad you did 0.5s because I meant to tell you that you can do it on a 0.5 scale too. I just but, thought about that because I was going between seven and eight and I was like 7.5. That's a good number for this. So if there was no point fives, would you pull more towards seven or eight? Mm, I would probably pull towards seven. Yeah, I was. Okay. I, this is one of those movies that I loved it and I hated it at the same time. So it was, it was like the disappointments were outweighing what I liked about it. I could understand that. You want to know what I rated it? Yes, yes. I'm very, like I said before to you earlier, I have no, I normally have an idea of if you're going to like a movie or not. And I have no idea about this. So I'm very curious on what you have to say. I'd rate this movie at a 6.5. Okay, that's not terrible. Yeah, this is not as big as of a gap as I thought it was going to be between our yeah. two scores. I thought yours was going to be much higher. 
I know you thought I was going to love this movie, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Which I, I initially did walking out my first watch. I was in love with it. I had a great time. Uh, the first watch, I had this family behind me with kids that were way too young to see a PG-13 movie. Um, and they were being a little obnoxious, but the movie kind of pulled me out of it. So I like loved it initially. And then I sat with it for a little bit. And I was like, okay that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. I need to go watch this again. Yeah. The more I sat with it over those couple of days where I, in between my first and second watch, the more I sat with it, I, the less I liked it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, God, I even thought about dropping my score down, but I was like, uh, I don't think it deserves that, but I honestly it, thought you were going to say like four or five. Uh, I considered taking it down to a, to a six. I wouldn't go down to a four or five, but I did almost take it down to a six. If we didn't do point fives, it would have, it would have been a six, not a seven. So. Okay. Okay. Anyways, just, you know, <laughs> decided to set the tone of how the rest of this episode will be with that. Probably not going to be as argumentative as I thought it was going to be, but who knows with who this knows? podcast. <laughs> we we haven't talked to each other about this at all. So, and like, we've stayed away from like seeing each other's social media to see like what they thought about it and stuff. So it's like, we have no idea what each other is going to say. So we could argue. Pretty much. And we, we try to keep our opinions and thoughts on social media to... A minimum although I did kind of let some of those thoughts out um, <laughs> just couldn't on, help yourself huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't let too much out but I definitely did say some things that's for sure anyways um before we actually get into the actual movie I do have two things that I thought was kind of weird first thing is the first theater that I went to, I went to two separate theaters when I saw them. First one I went to had one of those big Wakanda forever, like not posters, but like displays. Yeah. And I was like, like announcing already? when the movie is going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. I just was I kind of surprised. Of too. So I was surprised that that was like that that display was set up already. I know. Cause didn't it get delayed a lot because the yeah. actress got hurt i can't remember her name i'm sorry i cannot remember her name yeah she got hurt or s- stuff yeah i know she she denied getting vaccinated several times oh. so that kind of pushed back during okay. like the covid stuff um yeah and also in my second theater they played a preview or not really a preview it's more of an ad but during the previews, they played an ad for the I Am Groot series. <gasps> really? I didn't see that. I didn't get that at my theater. Yeah, it was like a, a pistachio or some some kind of nut ad. And it had Groot. And it was like, stream I Am Groot on Disney Plus like next year or something, whenever it comes out. What? Maybe December or something. That's I was like, geez, wild. that's that's really early. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I just had the Black Adam, uh, Nope, Elvis, uh, and like a couple kids movies trailers, and that was it. 
Yeah. That, and that Avatar. Was really... Avatar. So excited for that one. I'm not. <laughs> the whole the whole Avatar trailer literally doesn't have sound. It doesn't. It, it didn't need it. It honestly, <laughs> it, does. it did not need it because you could see, well, you kind of see what was happening. Like they're getting evaded again. That's what's happening. Again, yeah. Here we go again. I can't wait to see it. I can. They could. They could not release that movie, and I would not care at all. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, this isn't about Avatar. This is about Thor. Let's get <laughs> into Thor. Um, I will start off on a positive note, though. This was probably my favorite, or at least one of my favorite Marvel logo intros with the music and all that. Yes, I loved it. You saw Moon Knight, and they even put Miss Marvel in it. That was freaking yep. cool. I loved it. I did see that too. I did notice Miss Marvel. I didn't notice her on the first time, but the second time I did. And I had that in my notes and I was going to mention it, but she took that from me. So thank you for that. <laughs> Sorry, shit. <laughs> All right. So again, this is our spoiler free review. So this is not going to be too, you know, like we're not going to be spoiling anything for you, but we are going to be talking about things. So, you know, if you're not, you're not trying to have anything at all spoiled, don't listen to any of it because this is going to talk about a couple things, but it's not too spoilery. The real spoiler is going to happen later. And also, I think we yeah. both have more stuff on the actual spoiler section than we do the spoiler free. Yes, definitely. And I tried to keep my spoiler free um, pretty much everything that we've seen in the trailers. I've tried yeah. to keep it to that. Yeah, 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 same. So just wanted to throw that out there one last time before we actually get into it so let's actually get into it first thing like i said first thing i had was the guardians of the galaxy i was really worried that the guardians were going to be like outweighing thor in this movie yeah but i don't think that was an issue at all uh no it wasn't it was it was like a perfect amount yeah because i like they were in the trailers a pretty good bit and I figured yeah. this is going to be like another Guardians movie, but it's really not the case. So that was, you know, that's a on the plus side, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And it kind of, it left room for what we're going to see in volume three of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. On to um, Thor himself. What did you think about Thor in this movie? Um. Okay, so like, uh, I liked him, but I also, it didn't feel like a Thor movie to me. It felt like a Jane movie without being a Jane movie. Really? Yeah, it did. I have to disagree big time on that. Yeah? Yeah, well, one of my one of my complaints with this movie is that Jane wasn't in it nearly enough or nearly as much as I thought she would be. Okay, so okay, okay. I need to I need to explain a little bit. Okay. I agree with you on that. I do we didn't get enough of Jane, but I also felt like uh, I don't know how to explain this. Like it's like a Jane movie, 
but without Jane, if that makes any sense, like I, it felt like Thor was disconnected to me. Like it wasn't a normal Thor movie. If that makes any sense at all. Not really. I know. I know. I don't know how to explain it without spoiling anything. I don't know how to explain it. Well then hold, hold off on that until, okay. until the spoiler section. But for me, Thor was just, he's way too jokey and not serious at all. And he seemed really stupid and he honestly was just a major idiot in this movie. Yeah, I could see that. Um, It definitely wasn't the normal Thor comedy. Like he's normally very serious, but also witty at the same time. This kind of felt like they were like, oh, let's just throw him off the deep end and just make him funny the entire time because everybody loved Ragnarok where he was finally funny. And it's like they overdid it. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree on that. Back to Jane, though, I will say, despite that, she was a standout character for me. I think her character design was absolutely perfect. The way I mean, she like, looked. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, I don't know how they could have done it better. I don't think they could have. Like, honestly, she looked amazing. She was so hot. Her and Valkyrie are like, they made this movie for me. We might disagree on something in a little bit. Okay. Valkyrie related. We might not because I have some issues there too. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get to that in a second though. I kind of want to stick to Jane for right now. Okay. Her, her origin in this movie. Did it seem a little rushed? It did. It very much seemed rushed very much. I was upset about that, which yeah, I was upset. Yeah. Is that part of like what you were just saying a minute ago about how it feels like a Jane movie, but but not, or, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. they wanted to focus on her, but they were gonna run out of time with Thor and the God Butcher. So it's like they had to mash them together into two hours and it it just didn't it didn't do well for me. I would have preferred to have Jane have her own movie and then move on to Thor and the God Butcher. I can agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least like give her her Disney plus series, like a small little thing so that we can, you're not trying to put an origin story in with another story. They definitely had more of her origin to tell and did not. That's what I figured. That's what I, because I am not comic fluent, I guess I should say. I don't, I don't really know anything about the comics. So me being a casual Marvel watcher that doesn't really know anything, I watched this movie and I was like, that feels like there's more, but they didn't give it to us. Well, you're not, you're not a casual Marvel watcher. Okay. I'm not like casual. Okay. I'm pretty fucking obsessed with this shit (laughs) you're big into the movies you just don't know much about the comics yeah i want to slowly dip my toe into the comics eventually oh i think uh mighty thor the mighty thor series is a 
I mean, like, it's a good place to start. And yeah. you just, if you just want like a, a nice little storyline to read, See, go for the, that one. The problem with me is like, I, I guess it's OCD. I have to start from the very beginning. If I'm going to start something, I need to start it from the very beginning. So it's like in my brain, I'm like, okay, I need to start with the first Marvel Marvel, Marvel comic wow. <laughs> ever to be put out. And I, it's like, there's so much that I'm like, oh, I don't, let me, I don't even let me know stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. That is insanely unrealistic. I know, I know it is, but that's how my brain works. So that's why it's like very overwhelming for me. I've tried reading some of Marvel's like first comics and they are just awful. Like they are so hard to read nowadays in comparison (laughs) to what's out there now. Yeah, it's like, no, you don't have to do that, especially because like the, the comics is not just one long, massive story. It's like different individuals. hundreds yeah. hundreds of stories even like different stories on the same characters like yeah. you can pick any cert like any point and just go from there it doesn't have to be from the very beginning of marvel comics see see that that just made my brain like glitch like it's like no you need to start from the beginning <laughs> you don't you could just pick like the beginning of the mighty thor storyline and go from there that's a a good beginning point for this character specifically and you don't have to read you know what however many years you know when they started right oh yeah yeah long long time ago (laughs) okay so that's like thousands upon thousands of comics you have to read I know that's why it's like it's like overload in my brain so I know it's not logical to do that but that's how my brain wants to do it so that's why I never really like get into it because it's like, I don't know where to start because I want to start from the beginning, but that's not logical. Just don't just start. Somewhere. <laughs> just pick a point and start or pick, pick a decade and start there. Yeah. That's I would say start, start in like way. the nineties. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. If y'all have any ideas of like where I should start, tweet us. All right. So so anyways, I know, (laughs) I know that I said that Jane was not in this movie all that much, but I will say from what we got with this character, I really, really liked it. I really, really, really liked what, (laughs) what we got with her to, to a point in the movie where I got pissed off. I mean, like, yeah, it wasn't as much as we were hoping for, but for what we got, I'd say they it was made great. pretty, yeah, they made pretty good use of it. Yeah, it was great. Like, and Natalie Portman, she was great, man. I loved her. She was funny. She was confident. It was like a completely different Jane than the first Thor movie. And I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I already said, you know, the way she looked but also like her fighting style was it's yes. Yeah. She's like another Thor, but they don't have the same fighting styles. No, not at all. Completely different. And honestly, I like hers more. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And then her 
her uh, story, her little background story that was going on. It was also really good. It was so good, and I wanted to see more of it. Yeah, I have the same thing written down. Like, it was really good, but I wanted to see more. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'll save that. I'll save that part for spoilers. What? <laughs> okay. What do you have on Valkyrie? Because I honestly don't have too much on her. Um, Valkyrie. Uh, I guess this isn't really a spoiler because it has come out that she is gay, right? That's not a spoiler. No. Okay. No, we've known that. Yeah. Um, I loved Valkyrie in this movie, but I think the problem I'm having is like the overall tone of the movie fell off. Like this, it's not like I felt that way with uh, Multiverse of Madness as well. Like it didn't feel like it fit within everything that has already been established and going on. But this one, I didn't feel that as much, but I still kind of felt it because like they came out saying like she's gay and all this stuff. And then uh, Tessa Thompson said that she was super excited to see like the future love interests for her character. And we didn't really get that. And I kind like we kind of got it, but not really. And I didn't really like that. I wanted more. Yeah, I feel like the this movie, in terms of that, just kind of planted seeds. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're gonna further along her story in further movies. At least I'm hoping they are. Um, but I did love her as a character. <clears throat> I loved that she went by king and not queen. I loved that. Um, she's funny like she always is. Her fighting was badass, like always. I loved it. I think Valkyrie was the only character that stayed true to how they were portrayed in Ragnarok out yeah. of all the characters that were in Ragnarok. That's how I felt too, yeah. I think Korg was was kind of different too i think he they probably could have toned back his jokes a little bit like the amount of yeah. jokes he has yeah i mean it's, this it's he's, exactly, he's literally just a joke machine in this movie yeah he's just cracking jokes left and right it's like they saw how well ragnarok did with the comedy and they're like okay let's just full send the shit and it yeah. it didn't turn out well <laughs> yeah i i do have to agree with that Gore, however, I I have good things on Gore. Really? I mean, despite the way he looks, I know a lot of people were mad about that and how he didn't look like, you know, he did in the comics or whatever. I didn't really mind that because Gore wasn't a character that I was too familiar with. But I will say that even with the look that he had in this movie, I thought it was pretty good. And he was a really good villain. Yeah, I I liked him too. I think Christian Bale did a great job, um, but I will say, like, the there were parts where I was terrified of him, like, with how he looked, and then there were other parts where I was like, oh, that's just Christian Bale. You yeah, it's, I mean? it's kind of like in the darker scenes, it's a little more scary, but when you can actually, yeah. like, see the light on his face, it kind of yeah. looks like Christian Bale, yeah, I could see that um he did seem to be like a 
you know, kind of formidable against Thor. Like he was able to hold his own. Yeah. Pretty well. Yeah, he was a good villain. I uh in my notes I described him as a mix between Voldemort and Pennywise from it. Just <laughs> because like yes, he looks like uh he looks like Voldemort, but I think like the things that he says and the words that he uses is kind of Voldemort-ish and then the things that he does is kind of Pennywise-ish. I'll give some specific examples in the spoiler section, but I think he was kind of a, a good mix between those two. Yeah, um, I haven't watched it because it honestly scares the shit out of me. I don't really want to watch it, but I know it'll happen one day. Um, <laughs> so I don't so, really know about Pennywise or how he acts, but definitely I know they were trying to stay away from him looking like Voldemort, but yeah, well. he looked like Voldemort. <laughs> And, and there's like two parts in this big scene that I'm like, did y'all watch too much Harry Potter before you made this movie? Because that looks exactly like it's out of Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't know what parts you're talking about. I'll, no. I'll get into it in the spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I'm, I'm kind of curious to see. Um, I, I will say I do have one kind of complaint. It's not necessarily against gore, but it is related to gore i thought gore was way too serious of a villain to be opposing such a jokey thor i know it it feels like he should have been like the second thor movie yeah when he's still more serious and like kingly i think you could have even done him in ragnarok yeah because even then he's like still very serious but has some of the wit so yeah. that would have made a great movie because they did small bits of comedy here and there. Before we get into our actual spoiler section of this episode, do you have any anything you want to get out spoiler-free right now? Final thoughts on, on a spoiler-free version, maybe? Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I loved it and I also hated it. <laughs> um, I really liked how colorful it was and the soundtrack was great. Um, but the CGI was pretty rough at times. Yes. Yes. There is one specific moment. Yeah. Just, yeah. God. It's yeah. bad. <laughs> I, I will agree with those points. Um, I think the movie is a fun time but it doesn't really take itself seriously when it needs to, which is kind of a problem. And there's a lot of heavy moments that are ruined with jokes and comedy. And even then a lot of the comedy isn't really all that funny and doesn't land as well as it did in Ragnarok. Um, Yeah. That's why I gave it a 6.5. This movie was just too silly for me to give it a higher rating. And it also had a few disappointments so yeah 6.5 it is for me it felt like they rushed it I feel like they rushed it and if they really had taken their time on it this would have been a great great movie they would have seen that they needed to cut back all those stupid jokes they probably would have put in more Jane um yeah it just felt rushed to me and I but it was fun it's a fun 
movie. If you're just going to sit down and watch a movie, this is a fun movie to watch. But I do prefer Ragnarok over this movie. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Ragnarok is is better than this. Yeah, it is. That it? Anything else yep. before we jump into spoilers? That's it. I'm ready for the spoilers. All right. This is your final, final warning. If you have not seen this movie, go watch it. And then come back and listen to this episode. Or better yet, listen to this episode while you're in your car on the way back home from the movie theater. Yeah! (laughs) We're doing spoilers now. This is a spoiler warning. Go away if you haven't seen this movie. Or stay, I don't really care, but you're going to have the movie spoiled for you. Yeah, we can't tell you what to do. Do what you want. It's a free country. All right. so, spoilers, here we go. This movie fucking sucks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It doesn't suck, but it definitely could have been better. To elaborate, though, on the Guardians, I okay. So you do know that James Gunn, like, he was overseeing all of the, Guardian the Guardians stuff in this movie. Yeah. I figured because he is like the Guardians. He is the main person in charge of the Guardians. They they definitely stayed true to how they have been in, in all of their movies. I have absolutely no complaints from the guardians um and they were only in one scene that's why it doesn't outweigh thor at all i know it was that very small beginning part and it was a perfect amount yeah so this is where i'm about to get real harsh on this movie is (laughs) like i i think the biggest section of notes i have is just on thor himself Uh uh-huh so Yeah. yeah i've got a lot on this i to start off i will say Infinity War Thor is the overall best version of Thor in the MCU, in my opinion. I think so. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. Either that or Ragnarok. I think Ragnarok is a close second. And yeah, I say Infinity War like overall in the MCU, but for Thor's movies, Ragnarok is definitely the the best version of Thor. Uh, yeah, the, it's Ragnarok to me, the best version of Thor and the best out of the four Thor movies. Yeah. Um, my biggest problem with Thor in this movie is that his arc is literally reverting. Is he, it? Is go- he is going backwards instead of forwards. Why do you say that? Because he in the beginning of the Thor um story i guess in the mcu thor was this you know arrogant jerky you know whatever didn't really didn't really care about you know didn't really care about much he's just yeah he wants to be king and all that he's not really going back to that per se but like he's turned into a complete and utter idiot yeah. Not not like the Infinity War Thor, not like Ragnarok Thor. I mean, on another plane of idiot in this movie. And then he, he when he's saving that planet and those people, he just goes in, destroys their whole tower and then comes back and he's like, "Yeah, we did it, guys. Another Thor adventure." And it's like, "Are you stupid? Yeah. Are you stupid? You just destroyed their their holy temple." Yeah, their sacred it was temple. Completely unnecessary too. Yeah, no, he's just he's he's way too jokey and way too silly. And yeah, I, it, can I mean see it's that. 
it's like all the other arcs or his whole arc that we've seen across all his other movies it's just been for nothing like all that build up to to infinity war and ragnarok has just been for nothing because this is a completely different thor it's almost like um he lost everyone that he cared about and it's like he just gave up that's what it kind of feels like he just gave up i could see that too yeah yeah but maybe maybe because of the end of the movie maybe because he has someone to provide for and to look out for and be responsible over maybe we'll see him start to come back gee i hope so maybe maybe because this is his fourth movie they did an arc in the first three and this is about to start a new a new New arc for the next three assuming they do three but i I don't know we'll see as of right now you know you know that that saying um you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain yeah in this case with thor he's becoming the villain no no thor's Thor's, no thor's saying should be you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become an idiot because that, <laughs> that is exactly what he is and at this point at this point this is going to be a little hard to hear but at this point i think they're just milking the character i can see that i can see that in this movie it's like i don't know what i'm gonna butcher his fucking name taika wakiti taika watiti watiti taika watiti I don't know what he was thinking during this movie. Like, what was he doing? I don't know. Was he trying to, like, say, fuck you, Marvel, I'm done. I'm going to give you a half-ass movie. Like, I don't don't know what's happening. I say all of that to say that I think that Thor should have died and Jane should have taken his place as the new Thor. Honestly, I would have liked that better. Once Jane died, I was fucking pissed. I was fucking livid. Like you're you're gonna start us off with this a new superhero. You gave us a whole new superhero, and then you just kill her in the same fucking movie. Uh, It made me so fucking mad. I was so pissed. And it's not just like any old new hero. Like this is how many negative things have you seen people say about Mighty Thor in this movie? Um, I try to stay away, so I haven't really seen much okay, of what okay, people fair. think. But I've mainly seen like misogynistic things, like well, okay. Aside from that, obviously, yeah. but I'm saying like for for people who anything. aren't who aren't like that, yeah. I will say I've seen a vast majority of people saying very good things about the character. She did such a great job, and she would have. I thought this was gonna be. Thor passing the mantle. I so thought I. Thor was going to die and Jane was going to be the new Thor. And she so was going to help Valkyrie. That's exactly what I thought was happening. And that's what I was honestly hoping for. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't really hoping that much for it because before this movie, I really loved Thor and I didn't want him to die. But at the same yeah. time, like after this movie, it's like, yeah, he should have died and Jane should have taken his place. 
Yeah. Like, or, or you could have not killed either of them in this movie and done a better job on the movie. And had it been like them two teaming up for a while, like a movie or two, and then eventually somebody dies. So the mantle's being passed. Like, cause I Which, loved them together. I would have loved to see them fight more together. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the, um, little love triangle between Mjolnir, Stormbreaker, and Thor. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I loved, that was one funny comedy thing that they put in that I actually liked. I loved that Stormbreaker was jealous, but they did overdo it a little bit. Like it got to a point, it was like with um, Steve and Peggy and the dancing. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, we get it. Stop. We're, we get it. Yeah. You don't need to keep going with it. That's pretty much exactly what I said. I said the relationship between them was funny at first, but it got very old very quick. It did. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I didn't really like that. But I do love that he clearly has a favorite because he gives um, love Stormbreaker to use so that he can use Milner at the end. I loved that. (laughs) I, I just have so many points in this movie that I just cannot fucking stand (laughs) who knows by the end of this episode i might actually take my score down i'm gonna go ahead and say it now too the screaming goats you hated it probably the most annoying and (laughs) stupidest shit in this entire movie (laughs) okay i did laugh every single time my first watch the second time the first time they came out, the first time they introduced them, yeah, that was funny. But then to keep do, it was like they just kept doing it, the same thing, like over and over again. Stop, we get it. Move on to something else. Yeah, that was a serious problem. Was the repetitive jokes in this movie? Yeah, the the goats, like when when the people were like, "Oh, we we have you a gift for saving us or whatever," and they brought the goats out. The first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh, you know, that's pretty funny." And then every other time after that, every single last time after that, I was like, okay, I fucking get it. The goats scream. Yeah. You can stop. I understand that the goats scream. Just stop. And they wouldn't stop. (laughs) I hated that shit so much. I hated it. Oh, God. I I mean, like, I would hate it. It would have been fine if they had just done like the scene where the goats are in the guardian's ship. And then after that, just no more screaming goats. Like I get it. They scream. It's so funny. Ha ha ha. You don't have to show them screaming every three and a half minutes. Yeah. Literally every time they were on screen, on, on screen, they were screaming. <laughs> yes. And yes, it was, it were. was too much. It like was. that. when they first brought him out was good and then on the ship would have been fine and that should have been the end of that yes and then maybe again like when korg starts whistling later on and they come flying in through omnipotent city like maybe just do like a little scream right there right before they bust through the glass just just as like a oh we know what's about to happen but the people in the movie don't yeah but you don't have to do it as much as you did you don't have to do the Mjolnir and Stormbreaker shit as much as you did. That was another one of the most repetitive jokes in the whole movie. Yeah. And it got very tiring. 
anyways, on to <laughs> <laughs> on to Mighty Thor. Yes, her story in this movie is very, very similar to that of the comics. Okay, so she does end up dying from cancer. I'm so confused. So like she had cancer and then Mjolnir called to her and it like healed her when she was Thor, but it was also killing her at the same time. I don't understand that. That's where I felt like she should have had her own movie because then they could have really dived into that and explained it more. Yeah. Was the hammer killing her? Like, I don't understand that. The way that it works is it's it's kind of like a, how do I put it? Yes, whenever she used Mjolnir, while she was in her mighty Thor form, she was fine and safe. You know, she didn't, technically she didn't have cancer, but as soon as she stopped, the whole time that she was Mighty Thor, because she was using the ha- the hammer, it, it accelerated it. Well, it's it didn't accelerate it. It just stopped her ability, her body's ability to fight the or not fight the chemo, but for the chemo to fight the cancer. Oh shit! So it's basically like she's doing all this chemo for nothing every time she picks up the hammer. Yeah. Yikes! Oh, that is awful. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> So, yeah, it's like a, you know, kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, yeah, it it makes me strong every time I use it. But at the same time, every time I put it down, I'm twice as bad as I was before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. I wish, I wish she would have had her own movie because then that could have been explained more and I could have understood it more. Maybe I would have been okay with it, but I don't think i would have been because i want to see more of mighty thor we didn't get enough of her but i loved her the entire time i loved her she was so ready to bash heads and fight i loved it she her and valkyrie's relationship loved that it was like a sister type thing um even though she was only at new asgard for a short period of time i'm assuming um what was there? There was something else I wanted to point on with her. Oh, so she makes it to Valhalla, right? Yeah. So this kind of, because immediately after I got out of the theater, I texted my brother because he's a big Marvel fan too. And I was like, did you watch Thor? He was like, yes, it's amazing. I was like, it was so great, wasn't it? And then I immediately told him, I was like, I'm pissed about Jane. And he was like, I heard rumors that they might be bringing her back. And I was like, okay, I was thinking that because why give us the Valhalla scene with her and Heimdall? Like, is there going to be some way that maybe somebody could come back from Valhalla? And then I got another thought that I was like, oh, the original Loki that we know, like for real died in infinity war he for real died thanos actually killed him is he in valhalla i have no idea it's crazy right that's a crazy thought you know what else this movie has aside from really shitty comedy the entire time mega fucking plot holes yeah it does mega fucking plot holes 
they're going to have a lot of explaining to do. There's the so future. many inconsistencies and shit that like the continuity between this movie and the rest of the MCU. There's so many inconsistencies. It doesn't It's crazy. Fit. Like why, why, why did, okay. So when Odin died and when Jane died, they both turned into the Valhalla dust and then went to Valhalla, right? Yeah. And Loki didn't, right? And neither did Heimdall. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, also, Thor Thor tells Sif, like, oh, you have to be actually, you have to die in battle itself. But the battle here is ended. The battle on, on the Asgardian ship when Thanos kills Heimdall, the battle had already ended. And so how Jane, did, Jane wasn't how did in Heimdall? battle. Well, I have, I do have something on that. Heimdall's a little different because, yes, like the battle had already ended. And all he did was open up the Bifrost for Hulk. That's not in battle. So how did Heimdall end up in Valhalla based on the same logic that Thor gave Sif? Yeah. Doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. With Jane, however, it's a little different because I thought the same thing at first. How did Jane go to Valhalla if she wasn't in battle? And she's not a god either. So I don't think you have to be a god to go to Valhalla. Or do you have to be like a Viking? I don't know. I don't know how this shit works. I'm not an Asgard. They, they need to explain it. <laughs> but anyways, the reason why she went is because she was battling cancer the whole time. Okay. See, I like that. I like that. But they didn't explain that. That's something you just got to put together and assume. Maybe they'll, if they do bring her back, maybe they will explain that. Maybe like she'll come back and Thor's like shocked, like, and she's like, I was in Valhalla. And he's like, but how you didn't die in battle. And she's like, oh, well, I was battling cancer. So that's how maybe they'll do that. Well, I think Thor knew that she would be going there. You think? Well, he definitely does because she turned into Valhalla dust. Oh, that's true. Which yeah, that's I, true. I thought that was just an Odin thing that he did when he died, but apparently not. But Tony didn't. And on Tony... Are you kidding me? Tony, that was the there's biggest. Some, no, there's not everybody just goes to Valhalla when they die. Like you have to have some kind of tie to Asgard and, and the Norse mythology. Okay. And just okay. being friends with Thor because, doesn't count. Because Jane picked up the hammer. Then She had the power of Thor. Yeah, she had the power. Okay. But that doesn't translate to Captain America, right? Because he was just worthy. He didn't have the power of Thor. He was just worthy. Well, the curse on the hammer was whoever is worthy shall possess the power of Thor. So technically, because Captain America was worthy, he did possess the power of Thor. So when he so he could he could summon lightning and shit. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. This movie is full of inconsistency (laughs) with the rest of the MCU. And like this isn't even scratching the surface. I have a list of things, a list of plot holes. And shit that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. We'll get to, we'll get to that. But I I do kind of want to continue talking about Jane. I agree. She was put on the back burner big time. I she expected was. way more from her in this movie. Yeah. And I'll be I, honest. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I was expecting this to be a Jane and Thor movie. Like, it was going to be them two. But it was like... Thor with a little bit of Jane, but 
but it's also kind of Jane because she's getting a whole origin, but we're not going to give you all of it. Like it, it was, I didn't, uh, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Why did you think it was going to be a Thor and Jane movie? Because it's titled Love and Thunder, right? Yeah, exactly. You thought it was going to be the love story and it's also got the God of Thunder in it, right? What yeah. The f- what, that is the biggest fucking lie yeah. that they've ever told in the MCU. The biggest Literally, lie. The only connection to it is the fact that the kid's name is Love. I mean, like, I don't think it's necessarily a lie, but that's like the biggest, like, subverting expectations in the worst possible way. Yeah. <laughs> in the entire MCU. And I guess the way they could justify it is like, oh, well, Gord did all of this for the love of his daughter. And then Thor did all of this for the love of Jane. And it's like, love was like a driving motif i guess through the story but like you you misled everybody you led everybody on that's exactly what they did they led everybody on they led everybody on gave them false hopes and expectations and then then just just ghosted us yeah spit in their faces yeah um at the end of the movie whenever jane after they break the necro sword and Jane like catches the pieces of Mjolnir. Yeah. I was really hoping and I really thought that that would somehow save her from dying and it just totally didn't. (laughs) It didn't. And like, she looks at him, like she knows like I'm about to die right now. Like, and it's okay. Like that kind of tugged at my heart, but I was like, come on. Like we, you didn't give us enough. Like, how are you the three movies and she wasn't even in Ragnarok so the few times that we saw her was not enough of a story to make us feel anything about it except anger I'm pissed I'm pissed so it's it's safe to say safe to say that you were disappointed in her death I was I was (laughs) fucking livid same yeah (laughs) That was like one of the biggest things I had coming out of the movie the first time. I was like, okay. I felt fuck, like fuck this movie for that. <laughs> I felt like I was on pumped. Like if they brought it back and I felt like I was sitting in the theater and like all of these cameras were gonna come out and Ashton Kutcher was gonna be like, gotcha, punked, she doesn't die. But that didn't happen. <laughs> as much as I wanna say that seeing her in Valhalla with Heimdall gives me hope for her coming back in the future. I don't have much. I I don't either because I mean this movie was called Love and Thunder and I thought this was going to be a good love story about the God of Thunder and the other God of Thunder now but nope that was a big big old slap to the face so I'm sure she probably won't come back and that'll be another big slap to the face. Yeah it will be or it'll be like a tiny little cameo in something. If even that. Yeah. Or like they'll probably bring her back with the fucking multiverse shit. Yeah. I really hope they don't do that. I am already sick of the multiverse shit. I'm I'm getting a little tired of it too. Like they're just using it for cop-outs at this point. Like, oh, this is really hard to explain. Multiverse. There we go. There's your answer. Are you fucking kidding me? You could have done a whole really good story on this and you just chose 
multiverse as your answer. I'm tired of it. It feels like, I don't know about you, but to me, it feels like besides, because the movies we've gotten are No Way Home, Eternals, Shang-Chi. And Phase 4? Yeah, right? That's Phase 4, right? Okay. And Black Widow. And Black Widow. Multiverse of Madness, and then this, okay? Yeah. The first four were good for me. I didn't have much problems with Whoa, them. whoa, whoa. What were the first four again? No Way Home, uh, Eternals, Shang-Chi, and Black Widow. Those you ones... You thought all four of those were good? I mean, I have picks with each and every one of them, and I like ones more than the other. But it felt like it fit more into the Marvel story already established and where they're trying to go in the future. And then the Disney Plus shows feel like they're trying to establish a new set of like Avengers kind of with -hmm. all these new heroes and stuff. But these two movies feel so out of place to me. It feels like they were like, okay, we need to push out two more movies. So we're going to rush it pretty much and not explain things properly, put all these plot holes, and then we'll get to it later. You're talking about Multiverse of Madness and Thor? Yes. They felt very out of place to me within the entire MCU and everything new that's been coming out. Yeah, I could see that. Even even the shows that are like introducing new characters who have no ties. It's like this yeah. shit makes more sense to be in the, in the MCU. Then- yeah, I could see that. The characters that you've already established over years, like Multiverse of Madness, I was so disappointed in that because it just, Wanda was just not what I was expecting. Like I was expecting her to be a villain, but with how the things played out, I was not expecting it to be that way. And it just didn't feel like a Marvel movie to me. It didn't feel like it fit within all the other ones. And the same with this, like it's not as much, but it still doesn't feel like it fits. Yeah, just kind of like they were made just to fill in movie spots. Yeah, like the timeline. Yeah. Oh, we need to put out a movie for the summer, so we need to hurry this up. Yeah, but I mean, then again, they're not really doing all that great at connecting everything for this phase. They're not, but I'm hoping it's like, it's all going to coincide towards the end. It's all going to come together. I mean, like you can definitely see what they're doing, but they're not doing it in the best way possible. Yeah. Like it's, it's it, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I, I honestly, in the spoiler section, I don't have a lot on Valkyrie and Korg from what I said in, in the spoiler free section. Yeah, I don't I think don't... Valkyrie was as big of a role in this movie as she was in Ragnarok. No, she wasn't. And for her to be king, too, like it felt like she should have been bigger. Um, yeah. I did like, however, that she was so eager to go with them because she's so tired of all like the meetings and the ribbon cuttings and all that. Like she wants to fight. And I, I yeah. did really like that. And you could see tessa thompson portray that that she was so excited to just go out and bash some heads <laughs> i mm-hmm. liked it and i know you already mentioned it but yeah i did also like valkyrie and jane's uh friendship they had 
it it really like felt like it just fit perfectly it together did. like they just worked together great right off the bat yeah it's like um how I felt with Kate Bishop and um shit why am I only thinking of the actor's name uh Flint? no no Yelena Yelena yeah that's her name right Yelena yeah, yeah. okay Florence Pugh Yelena Kate Bishop and Yelena like if they became friends like their banter and Hawkeye I loved it so it kind of reminds me of that like it's like a power couple power duo type thing yeah I could see that um I would have loved to see actually like a love triangle between Thor Jane and Valkyrie like Valkyrie wanted Jane I would have loved to see that I mean, that would have been more interesting than the freaking Mjolnir and Stormbreaker shit they had. <laughs> it would have. <laughs> They're like, no, let's just make two inanimate objects have a love triangle with Thor. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Jeez. Um, any spoiler stuff you wanted to talk about with Korg? Because I, I don't Korg? really have much. Korg, yeah. No, not really, like, because he wasn't really much in this movie, but comedic relief, but it kind of failed. <laughs> yeah, like I said in the spoiler-free section, he was literally just a, a joke machine the whole time, and they should have toned that back a little bit. I will say my jaw did drop when he got hit with the lightning bolt, because I thought they just fucking killed him. I was like shocked. Yeah. I was like, no way. They just killed Cork. <laughs> I have that in my notes, but I have it in a different section. That section is called convenience. So I will definitely <laughs> get to that point. Don't, <laughs> that that list is a pretty long one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that though. We'll definitely get to that. Anyways, to to the point that I was making with Gore earlier, right? You know how I said he's kind of like a mix between Voldemort and Pennywise? Yeah. Um, the what I was referring to when I said like the things that he does is like Pennywise like the you know when he's talking to the children and he's being like sarcastic and kind of goofy and he yeah. brings up that snake thing and then just rips off its head yeah he's being like goofy but also scary as fuck at the same time like that was kind of some Pennywise shit right there okay like, oh oh you like you like um beheadings right like you like thor chopping off thanos's head and then he brings up a snake he's like look at whatever this thing's name is he loves to have his head <laughs> ripped off and then he just rips it off in front of the kids and then he tries to throw it out the cage and it just hits the wall and falls down and they all scream i was like that's that is some pennywise shit to do right there <laughs> um also speaking of gore i actually did really like the shadow realm and how like Whenever they got in there, there was just no color whatsoever, just black and white. I loved that. I thought yeah. that was fantastic. Um, I loved when Jane figures it out and she runs and grabs Stormbreaker and just throws it out. That was yep. one of the most badass scenes that she's done. <laughs> really? I think so. I don't know why it was so appealing to me, but like, I don't, maybe it's just a confident woman holding her own, like figuring shit out. And it, I don't know why I liked it so much. Okay, hold on. Back to Jane for a second. 
her fighting style was great. I know we already mentioned that, but like yeah. the shit she does where like she she uh slings like all the pieces of Mjolnir and they all spread and hit different things. Oh that is like <laughs> that was yeah, that was some top tier shit. The best ever the best oh my god i lo- every time she did it i loved it and like the way she moves is just so flawless I, when, I the, when they're it. on the stage in on omnipotent city and she like runs down there and jumps over everybody and then comes down yes and then starts fighting right there yeah that was pretty nice but i think my favorite moment from her is when she she catches Mjolnir and we see her for the first time and it kind of zooms down and then she like holds Mjolnir down and starts spinning it and then throws it past Thor. That was probably my favorite of her scenes. I do love that, but I wish so like that scene and leading up to that, like you see the the flash of blue going around and Mm -hmm. Thor's like, who's the new guy? And Valkyrie's like, Oh, you're going to love him. Yeah. I had completely forgotten about Jane while I was watching this movie. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh my God, who is it? Who are they about to <laughs> cop up? And then I saw the scene and I was like, oh, it's Jane. That's right. And that was the only period in the movie where I was like, oh my God, are they about to shock us with something? Like, you know what I mean? Shock you with Jane's lightning. <laughs> Shock us with something we've already seen. I because I was I I wasn't disappointed seeing Jane. I was disappointed that that was the only time in the movie that I like got super excited. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I know they had to show us that in the trailers because she's on the posters, like she's everybody knows, but that would have been a cool reveal if we didn't know. I mean, they didn't have to. They could have left all that shit out. They could just had the big reveal in the movie, but nope. <laughs> Anyways, oh. that was a little a short little Jane tangent in the middle yeah, of our... hold on. I I wanna okay. I wanna go back to Valkyrie real quick. I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> just real all really right. quick, really quick. Go for um, it. the big fight scene in Omnipotent City. I loved Valkyrie in this. She stole the entire, her and Jane stole the entire scene. She, there's this point where she's just slashing people and she stops and puts her arms out and just showers in the gold blood. Yeah. (laughs) I felt a tingle. I'm not even kidding. Like she was so hot. She like literally turned me on in the middle of the theater. I loved her. She was great. And then she jumps up and grabs the bolt and like kisses the handmaiden on the hand and then jumps off. I loved it. It was great. So your favorite Valkyrie scene was Valkyrie getting a golden shower. Yes. And then she she like licks the blade at some point. That was hot too, man. (laughs) I think they took... Do you know what a golden shower is? No. Oh, is look this it something up. sexual? Look it up. Look it up. After oh, I don't want to look it up. <laughs> Anyways, you said you already said your favorite scene was Valkyrie getting a golden shower. Golden shower of blood. That is so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> so much don't worse. I don't know what you're talking about. Look it up after the show. Anyways, back to gore. I don't want to. <laughs>
Back to Gore. Back to Gore. I am I'm disappointed that Gore died in this movie. Really? Yeah. I think I that he was a villain that could have gone on for a little while longer. I think so too. I wasn't like too upset with like what happened with him. But I do think, yeah, they definitely could have dived more into it. He could have stuck around for another movie. Yeah. And then um, another complaint I had about Gore was, and again, this isn't really specifically about Gore himself, but the way he was, or I don't even want to say the way he was written, just what they did with the character. I would have liked to have seen Gore going around and actually killing gods not yeah. just distress signals in the guardian's ship yeah the only time we saw it was uh the very beginning when he's in the desert and yeah he and he just kills God. that one yeah that's the only time we see it who also gotta mention the cgi on that god i didn't like it horrifying it was bad. Like, I understand he's a god, so he's supposed to look odd, but it was really bad. It was it was really bad. Like, Zeus didn't look like that. No. I, I, okay. The first time I saw this movie, I accidentally saw it in 3D because I bought my tickets on Fandango. Oh, no. Yeah. And I didn't realize that it was in 3D. I just, like, I was looking at the, the thing and it was like, Thor, Love and Thunder, Showtime's these. And then it said, like, IMAX, Big D, 3D, this, that, the other. I thought those were all options for how you wanted to watch it. I didn't realize I was watching it with all of those things. Yeah. So when I bought the ticket, it was 3D. And I didn't know until I got there. And and I was like, scanned my app and they handed me 3D glasses. And I was like, (sighs) no, (laughs) I kid you not. In that moment, I thought about saying, Never mind, keep the glasses. I'm gonna go home and come back at another time. Yeah, and for your first time. Not. No, yeah. 3D's not. No. So, anyways, I say all that to say I watched this movie the first time in 3D. And when I saw the god that Gore worshipped, I was like, oh, like it just looks like shit because I'm wearing 3D glasses, probably. Watched it the second time and I was like, nope, that still looks like shit. Yep. Yep. It did. It looked bad. Um, and 3D sucks. Yes, it, it really does. It was kind of jarring watching it at first, like especially during the Marvel like logo. Like I was so I was getting so much feedback into my eyes that I just was like, holy shit, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to take these glasses off. Yeah. But you start to get used to it the further you get into it. But still don't recommend it. Yeah, no, wouldn't. Um, so what the parts earlier that I was talking about where Gore reminded me of Voldemort. Mm-hmm. So when they're on the Shadow Realm and they're all like, it's a trap, it's a trap. And he ties them up in the vines. He looked like Voldemort and the vines almost looked exactly like the devil snare that's in the first harry potter movie when they're going through to get to the sorcerer's stone and they fall Mm -hmm. into the pit of the devil snare that was the first thing i thought of when i saw that scene and then the second time that i thought of harry potter was right before they leave 
the planet right before they escape um Thor is like battling gore with the lightning and it reminded me of the the end of the last Harry Potter movie where Harry and Voldemort with their wands the red and the green sparks at each other that's the first thing that came to mind when I saw that you know what I'm talking about yeah I know what you're talking about but Gore and Thor didn't really have like that so moment where gore was like he had the necro sword and thor was hitting him with lightning and the lightning was hitting the sword oh and he was like using the sword to like just block it to try to push it back to him yeah so that's what it reminded uh, me of the scene where where mighty thor or jane is like picked up valkyrie and they were like flying to thor and while they were flying to thor he was hitting him with lightning yes yeah. yeah yeah i guess i could see that it would have been even worse if gore was like shooting some some dark magic back at thor and they were just hitting right in the middle oh yeah it would have been exactly out of the harry potter movie <laughs> yeah oh yeah but i did i did love the scene with the vines gore was very creepy and funny at times but also he was it was very sad too, like with Jane when he's talking to Jane and Valkyrie. I I, mm-hmm. I think he did a great job in that scene. I really liked the whole Shadow Realm part of this movie. Yeah, I before I saw this, I had high expectations for Christian Bale playing Gore, and I I don't think he disappointed in this. No, no, he did a great job. They just could have done better with how he looked. Yeah, probably could have included some scenes of him killing gods but you know whatever yeah this movie did all sorts of things wrong uh one thing that it did do (laughs) right though in my opinion was eternity at least the way eternity looked oh really i have no idea what eternity is so this was my first introduction to it well in the comics eternity looks exactly like that Okay, that's cool. Just like the um, this figure that's outlined, and all you see in it is just space. Space. Okay. The um, so like when they get there, and it's like sky and shallow water. Is is that accurate too? Or is uh, that don't, just like added in? I don't know for sure because I want to say I've seen Eternity just. Like, I don't, I don't think Eternity is limited to one space, like one spot in particular like that. Okay. Okay. Um, but the, the sky and the sea, when they got there, immediately reminded me of Kingdom Hearts. Did you ever play Kingdom Hearts? No. No? Okay. Well, you should play them. because You might not because you might not like them because it's like Disney, all these Disney worlds and shit. But the actual like lore and story of Kingdom Hearts is really fucking good. And it's really fucking complicated, but it's really good. So basically like there, <laughs> there's all this evil and like heartless run around and they kill people. And it's like darkness trying to take over all the light. So like you can become a heartless, you lose your heart, but you're not like dead. So there's a place called the final world where if you lose your heart 
and your body dies, your soul goes there if like something is holding you back from actually dying. And it's it's literally sky and then shallow sea exactly like this scene. And it just brought me to that. That's made me think of that. All my so Kingdom kind of Hearts of, fans will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> kind of like a kind of like a limbo of some kind. Yeah. Guess. Yeah. It's like a limbo. Like you can come back from it. Like the main character, Sora, he like goes there and like frees a bunch of hearts back to their bodies and stuff. Well, you know what it reminded me of? What? The soul realm from Endgame. The soul realm. Or Infinity oh. War, not Endgame. Infinity War, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could see that. It's literally the same thing, except red, reddish, orange. In yeah. Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, like, with Eternity, is it, like, one wish in general? Like, one person gets it out of the entire population? Or is it, like, one wish per person that seeks it out? So... That was one of the biggest questions I had. Um, there is an omnipotent city. Valkyrie says a line, you know, when she's like, oh, shit, like, and then she tells Jane about eternity. Yeah. She says, and I confirmed it this time, she says something along the lines of, like, the first person who reaches eternity gets to make a wish. So it's just the first person and not every person. Oh, wow. Okay. Because after my first time watching it, I was like, well, why the fuck didn't Thor just go to eternity and wish for Jane to to come back or to be free of cancer? That's exactly but, what I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking because he tell. Also, I don't like how they get to eternity and Thor pretty much just give fucking gives up. He's like, go ahead and like do whatever you want. I'm going to spend my last moments with Jane. Like you're just going to give up. Now that he's like, like that. at his weakest point too, like yeah, you could have fist fought him without using lightning in one. You could have killed him and then used the wish to cure Jake. Come on, come on. I didn't even think about that, but that's come that on, Marvel true. writers. Come on. That is very true. Taika Waititi wrote this, didn't he? Come on, dude. Like, are you kidding? Uh, I don't know if I he think, wrote it. I think he wrote and directed it. I think I remember seeing that in the credits. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you want to hear my list of conveniences? Yes, I do. <laughs> Shit that just doesn't make sense in this movie? Yep. <laughs> um, This movie was too scared to kill off characters ah okay you mean valkyrie valkyrie korg and zeus all three right oh my god you're right yeah oh my god yeah i'm gonna kill i'm sorry i was hoping valkyrie wasn't gonna die so i was happy that she ended up being okay but like korg that was kind of like, oh, we're going to give you this moment where we're going to drop your draw, but we don't want to completely lose this character. So we're going to find some stupid ass way to keep them alive. Yeah. Pretty convenient that, oh, everything dies except for my face. Yeah. That's what? 
that's not what happened to the one that Thor killed in in the Dark World. I think that no. they crumbled to pieces after he hit yeah, it. Yeah, it did. And then I kind of had a a feeling that Zeus wasn't dead because isn't the only way to actually kill a god with the Necro Sword? I don't know, but if I had to take a guess, I'd say hitting him with fucking Zeus's thunderbolts a pretty good way to kill a god. Straight through the chest. Went straight through. And like, it's not even just Zeus's thunderbolt. It's Zeus's thunderbolt that's being charged by Thor. Yeah. And it went in one side and came out the complete other straight yeah. through your heart. Like, uh, I don't care if you're Zeus or not. You're dead. But yeah. it'd be more convenient to bring him back somehow. Because, you know, Hercules or whatever. Hercules, yeah. Anyways. I wonder if they're going to do that. Um, who the fuck calls a lightning bolt a thunderbolt? Zeus. That is the stupidest shit I've ever... It's <laughs> literally a piece of lightning. Why are you calling it a thunderbolt? It's a lightning bolt. Are you oh, asking I- me why I'm saying that? Or are you asking Zeus why he calls it that? Because Zeus specifically Zeus. calls it that. I'm asking Zeus, because he's an idiot. Why are you calling it a thunderbolt? It's a lightning bolt. Okay, yeah. I don't know also, why he did that either. It looked terrible. I hated it. Yeah, I did too. I, I said that even in our very first episode I remember, of this podcast. I remember you being very concerned about it. And I was like, oh, well, maybe it's just the trailer. Maybe they'll touch up on it before the actual movie comes out. They nope, didn't. they didn't. <laughs> Just looks no. like a shitty little lightning bolt. The Percy Jackson lightning bolt looks better than this. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I think it does. I really think it does. Honestly, uh, it, I don't the, really remember the better. way it looks. It was like made out of blue lightning. It was actual lightning. It was a, a rod of actual lightning, like CGI lightning versus this crappy, typical lightning bolt shape gold spear type thing that only sparked lightning when you used it the percy jackson one was better because it was an actual bolt of lightning the entire time <laughs> uh, i don't know I, I'm, I'm not gonna comment on that because i did not like that movie oh my god <laughs> anyways you ready for my next convenience Yes. I have like five more, by the way. Um, final battle, third act, right? Thor Thor gives all the little kids the power of Thor. Yeah. Pretty convenient for that plot, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So why the fuck didn't he do that during the fight against Thanos? <laughs> oh my, you're so right. <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. I don't... Maybe because he had the lightning bolt instead of storm. No, 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 no. It it doesn't... Because you can put it on any object, clearly, because you put it on the lightning bolt and used it. Like, it it doesn't make sense. And you could argue... You could argue, oh, well, Thor is only able to do that after Odin died, right? Well, Infinity War and Endgame take place after that, but not only that... Thor gave Mjolnir a charm back when Jane and Thor were still dating. Yeah, so that was before. Because you caught the part, right, where he, 
where they're yeah. like going through the, the little like before they break up the montage, flashbacks and yeah. whatnot and he tells Mjolnir like whatever happens protect her and that's yeah. why she was that's why Mjolnir called to her when she was dying yeah because it did the little seal on the outside yes. of the hammer exactly like when Odin put it in the first movie when Odin put exactly. that on the hammer yeah. So Thor has been able to charm stuff like that on Mjolnir and Zeus's thunderbolt, as he calls it. Like, but you couldn't do it during the fight against Thanos. Why? I'll tell you why. Because it was convenient for this fucking movie. That's why. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna come out with being like, oh well, he didn't know that he could do that. That's gonna be their excuse for that. He didn't know back then that he could do that. So so how does he just magically know now? That would be my follow-up question. Yeah. Uh, there's, I I do, I know we are like, we are kind of trashing on this movie. I did like the movie. It's a fun movie to watch. It's just, there's so many plot holes and your list of conveniences. I agree with every one of them so far. Like, Oh, wait, wait till you hear this one. What is it? Back to our point about eternity and only the first person who makes it to eternity can make the wish, right? Do you really expect me to believe that out of the universe's entire existence, Gore was the very first one to make it to eternity? I was thinking that earlier when um, I asked you that question. <laughs> I was thinking why, that, like, how was he the first? Half? Why didn't Thanos just go to eternity and wish away half the universe? Or he could have wished for enough resources for everyone, so that the half the universe didn't have to just completely turn into dust. Yeah, here's another convenience on the same on the same point. The key to eternity is the Bifrost. Yeah. So what? What? Only the Asgardians have access to eternity. Who else has access to the Bifrost? Heimdall and Stormbreaker. That's yeah. it that we know of, at least. Can you access eternity with the space stone? Nobody knows because it looks like an eternity has the symbol of the Bifrost on, on like the, yeah. Yeah, on the, the door. I noticed that. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> who even decided that the Bifrost was the only way in? And the Bifrost, by the way, I'm pretty sure eternity was around long before the Bifrost was ever created. It's literally the center of the universe. So, yeah. It was that, like none of that shit made sense to me other than pure convenience. Like, oh, no. what 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 can we make the key to eternity? How about the one thing that Thor can can use Stormbreaker for? Yeah. Or pure we don't have enough time to explain this, so we're just going to make it the Bifrost because yep. that's an easy fix. We don't have enough time, so we're just going to do that. I mean, that is literally nothing more than pure convenience. This this really should have been two movies it should have been a mighty thor movie and then a better thor love and thunder movie with gore and actually explaining everything yeah agreed this uh next point kind of ties in with um stormbreaker but it also more ties into what i said earlier about um about Thor's art kind of reverting. So like, you know how in Ragnarok, like he had to realize and Odin helped him realize that he's not the God of hammers. Like the hammer isn't what's giving him power. He has the power himself 
the weapons that he uses, Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, just channel the the power better. Yeah. Uh, like I swear, in this movie, Thor doesn't use his power at all without, without Stormbreaker. Yeah. He either has Stormbreaker or the lightning bolt. Yeah. And that's literally it. like like despite what your father, Odin, literally Odin himself told you. You're just not going to care and you're just going to continue using Stormbreaker and not be at full power. His uh, arc's yeah. reverting. He's just yeah. like, he's too big of an idiot. It drives me crazy how they did this movie. Like, there's just, there's so much wrong with it. Yeah. So much wrong with it. Those were just some of the standout convenience points that I had, but I'm sure there's a shit ton more. Oh yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, maybe, maybe because he has a child now, he'll go back to the sophisticated, serious Thor. Let's fucking hope so, because I've yeah. had it already with with this level of jokey Thor. Like, if you want to take him back to Ragnarok level jokiness, I'm fine with that. But please, God, don't do this again. Yeah, yeah. Please, please. Like, this was way too much. It was way too much. I couldn't do it. What did you think about him becoming a dad? Or Uncle Thor, I guess we should say. I mean, I definitely thought it was a real slap in the face to people who thought that this movie called Love and Thunder would be about something like the love story between him and Jane. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a real slap in the face, but uh, like, I, I don't really care. Like I don't have any emotional connection to Gore's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we didn't really, I mean, maybe we'll care because we'll be seeing more of her probably. I'm not sure. Um, the girl that plays the daughter is Chris Hemsworth's actual daughter. It's yeah, his oldest that. daughter. So, and I know he has said that, like, n- in no way that his kids are child actors now. This was just like a fun thing for his family to do. So maybe they'll bring her back. Maybe they won't. I don't know. But okay. I- so, what? If your children are not child actors, then what the fuck was the point of doing this? It was a fun thing for the family to do. <laughs> That's what he is quoted saying. It doesn't make any sense, though, because it's like, how are you going to explain it in the next Thor movie when she's not there? Because it was just a fun little thing for you to do in this movie. And she's not a child actor. Like, Well, I'm sure I'm sure they're probably going to bring her back because now now she seems like she is the next main character along with Thor in the Thor movies. So I'm I'm assuming they're going to bring her back. But apparently the entire family was in this movie, like the. Her, his wife made a cameo and the other kids made a cameo. I didn't catch any of them. Oh, shit. You know what that reminds me of? What? I saw on Twitter, somebody said something along the lines of like, I swear I saw a Mark Hamill cameo in Thor Love and Thunder. And he replied and was like, another another one to add to the list of, of cameo or movies that I've cameoed in or something like that. I meant to look and see if I could find him, but I completely forgot Mark you could have just been joking yeah he he plays Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars movies 
Oh, okay. That's why I have no idea who this is. Um, yeah, this guy does not look recognizable to me. I don't remember seeing him in this movie at all. But back to your point, yes, his whole family was in there. Also, yeah, um, Christian Bale's kids were were in there, and so were Natalie Portman's. I think. Oh, that's and, cool. And Taika Waititi, I think. Oh, uh, as part of like the children that got abducted. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked Axel. I liked Heimdall's son, and I hope we see more of him. The CGI they did with him was god fucking awful when they did his little face pop his, up and he was looking like the teletubbies yeah. son baby that's exactly yeah. what he looked like <laughs> that was god awful but i liked him and i can't wait to see him become like the next time doll and oh my god i just got another thought because why did they show us Heimdall in valhalla what if him and jane come back i mean yeah that'd be great That'd be cool, yeah. But another bit of convenience was Axel himself. Yeah, I didn't know Heimdall had a kid. Yeah, nobody did because that was never a thing until this movie. It wasn't, yeah, okay. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) And the fact that he has the exact same powers and knows how to use them, like, just, like, Literally, Taika Waititi said, hey, MCU, fuck you. I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to make it, you know, what I think is funny. Yeah. And completely destroy the storyline that has already been set up. Also, he did he did the Warriors 3 so dirty in Ragnarok, but he did them even worse in this movie. I know. I know. Like, Why he, he does his Sith first Thor movie. An arm? He does his first Thor movie, kills all three of them, completely leaves Sif out of the movie. This movie, he brings back Sif, but she got her arm cut off. And then he just refers to the Warriors 3 as that guy, that guy, and the other guy, or whatever. Yeah. And also, um, the, the tiny, 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 tiny bit of Sif that we saw was not Sif. Like, that was not no. her character. Yes, that she was is another not thing funny. I wanted to bring up. No, yes. she's very serious. Like, she is not funny. Like, why did they have her be like that as she's dying? I don't get it. Yeah, and it's it's another one of those serious moments that was undercut with stupid comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't oh, like maybe it. your arm is in Valhalla. Shut up. She's literally like... She's literally <sighs> bleeding out right now. <laughs> like, y'all can have time to talk later. Get her out of there. It's just... It's like i said it doesn't feel like it fits it's like they're the characters don't feel like the same characters that we've seen and are seeing evolve like in multiverse of madness wanda felt very off to me like and i know sam raimi did not watch all of wandavision so like he watched he watched any of it did he i think he said he watched like the first three episodes Okay, those were the episodes you didn't need to watch. You needed to watch the end of it. That's what you needed to watch. Because you can, like, it just, it felt so off. Both of those movies to me feel so off with characters and how they act and how they are. Because they want comedy, I guess. I don't know. It feels like they're trying to put in all this comedy, but are sacrificing the actual 
characters and how they are. And everything we've come to know them as is just, yeah, it's all been for nothing just because they wanted this shit to be funny. Yeah, like Sif is not this funny, dramatic, oh no, leave me here because I need to die a warrior's death in battle. Uh, Well, actually, actually, you can only go to Valhalla if you die during the battle and the battle's already over, so... You can't go. It's, oh, it was so stupid. Like, that's not her character. She's a very serious soldier. She is a soldier to the core. And she didn't feel like that in this. Also, how did, also, how does she not know about that? I know, right? Like, now you, you're just making her look stupid. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why are you making her look stupid? Why is she wearing this stupid-ass headdress? The stupid, whatever the fuck she had on her head, it was stupid. It looked worse that like the previous movies that were made years back looked better than this. I, how? In terms of like some costume designs, costume design, CGI, like it's, I don't know, man. Obviously, when we say that. Mighty Thor is completely excluded because she looked. Oh great. yeah, she looked amazing. <laughs> but, but yes, Thor. I didn't Thor, like how Thor that looked. blue and gold suit. Oh I my didn't God. like it, and the, I'm so glad that helmet was just for that one little bit because that thing was god awful. Yeah, it I was hated it. Horrendous. I didn't like how Thor looked. I didn't like how. Um, shit. Why am I blanking right now? Sif looked. I I didn't like. What they did with these characters, they completely muddied it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so pissed off because this would have been a fantastic fucking movie. It would have been a 10 out of 10 if they did it right. And they did. If they had had just dialed it back to like the same amount of humor that Ragnarok had. And also, I don't know, maybe considered that the rest of the MCU exists. Yeah. Just, you know, something small. It's like they completely threw the MCU out the window. It was like, okay, we're just going to make a Thor movie. It was like a soft reboot. Yeah, I, it, oh, it was bad. I didn't. Ugh, I'm, I'm just pissed. I'm, I'm pissed and I'm worried for the future. Well, I had, I had two realizations the second time I saw this movie. So I want to share those with you and... I'm going to see what you think about them. Okay. All right. First one, I will say the first one's not as good, in my opinion, as the second one is. But so the first one says uh, Thor in both of the Taika Waititi movies. So Ragnarok and Love and Thunder. Thor puts together a team. Okay. You know, like how he puts together the Revengers in Thor yeah. Ragnarok. And then in this movie, he's like explaining to Axel, like, I'm putting together a team. It's it's me and your Uncle Korg and my ex-girlfriend and King Valkyrie. Yep. And then he tries to also make, you know, a team of gods, but that doesn't work. Either way, he makes a team in both movies. And I think that's because of the Avengers movies and he's worked with teams and because he lost in Infinity War, he's so scared of losing again that he feels like he has to have a team in order to win. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because he really, he 
he fell off the wagon there for a while. He was, he was scared, honestly. Like I've never seen Thor scared. And that was, that was crazy. All right. (laughs) Ready for, ready for the second one? Yeah. This one. Okay. This one, this one, you know how Gore's whole plan throughout the whole movie was to get to eternity, to wish uh, to kill all the gods. Yeah. I don't think that was his plan. What do you think his plan was? I think his plan was to make it to eternity and wish for his daughter's life back like the whole time. But that doesn't, it doesn't kind of make sense because Thor tells him like, you don't have to do that. Just wish your daughter back. I'm going to spend my time with Jane. And I, I get that. And Gore kind of is like, has that realization. He's like, but I'm dying. She'll be alone. And Jane's like, no, she won't be alone. I have an explanation for that. Okay. So there's a point whenever they're, whenever Valkyrie, Jane and Thor are in the, the dark dimension or shadow realm or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. And, and um, Gore has the the four of them like tied up and he's like talking to Thor. Yeah. And he says, he says word for word, I wrote this down. He says, choose love, call the axe. That That's when it hit me. I was like, oh shit, he's telling oh. Thor, call the axe and you will be choosing love because I will make it to eternity and wish for my daughter back, whose name is love. Wow. And then, and then at the end, whenever they make it to eternity, and he's he's he tells Thor, like, I'm dying, she's not gonna have anyone left after Thor says that. I think like what what Gore was doing just then is because he has all this hatred built up for all the gods, he was testing Thor to see if Thor was a worthy god for her to to go to. See, if they would have like explained that, like made it known then that would have been a great plot, I guess is a good thing to say. I'm not sure. That would have been great because I like that more than what we got. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like if they let people know that that is what is happening and not you explaining it to me right now, then it would have been better for me. Well, you know how like Thor tells him like, go ahead, just go make your wish. And and I'm going to go see her and her, you know, in my dying moments or whatever. And then, and then um, Gore asks like, what is it that you think I seek? And he's like, the, the death of all the gods. That, that is what I mean by Gore was testing Thor to see, because if Gore or if Thor had said like, I don't know, like, Maybe if he had even just kept fighting Gore just then. Yeah. You're not worthy of, of taking my daughter. I didn't I catch I think, that part of him I saying, think, what do you think I seek? I didn't catch that. Well, I, I don't know what he says word for word, but Thor is like telling Gore, like, I know what you want. Like, I know you want to kill all gods and stuff like that. And Gore's like, what is it that you think that I want? And it's just, I don't know, the way that that scene plays out, it just really seemed like Gore was testing Thor to see if 
Thor was worthy enough for him to take love in. Yeah. I like that. I like that realization. That's, yeah, that's how I got it, at least. And I know I didn't do a great way of explaining all that because, like I said, kind of hard to write this shit down when you're in the theaters. It is, it is. (laughs) But if you don't believe me, fucking go back and watch this shit with the mindset of Gore, Gore's plan here is to wish for, for love back. Watch the movie with that mindset and I promise you it all makes sense. Okay. When it, when it comes out, I'll do that. I don't think I'm going to yeah. pay $15 to go see it again. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have done it a second time if not for this podcast. I, I almost talked myself out of it. I almost like, it was like five minutes before I had to leave to go see it. And I was like, oh, one time is enough. <laughs> yeah. I've already seen it once. I, I got a pretty good idea. I don't really think I need to see it again because like I went the second time I went by myself and that's the first time I've ever gone to a movie by myself because I have a ton of anxiety around like strangers. So I always make sure I have another person that I know with me. And it was like, I, I that anxiety was like building, 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 building right before I had to leave. So I was trying to talk myself out of it. And then I just made myself do it. And it was a fun experience, actually. I recommend going to watch a movie by yourself. It was relaxing. I almost exclusively see movies in theaters by myself. <laughs> and we don't have to talk about that, though. Anyways, I had <laughs> post-credits uh, stuff written down, but we already talked about those scenes. Zeus is alive, calls upon Hercules. Um, yep. Hercules is going to be the next opponent. For Thor, yeah. Yep. Everybody wanted him to be in this movie, and I guess technically he was. Uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I don't really uh, yeah. know how I feel about it. I don't. I don't weird. like the person that they picked for him. He doesn't look like Hercules to me. I'm sorry. Like he just. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that I mean, it didn't really bother me who they casted as him as Hercules, but it was just like he seemed fake for some reason. I don't know how to explain it, but it just seemed fake. Like he's just sitting there in that weird, like crouch down pose until the camera turns to him. And then he just stands up and he's like, I understand father. It's like, okay, that was weird. You fucking bought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. yeah. Hercules is coming. And then, yeah. And then Jane enters Valhalla with Heimdall. Yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what what does Heimdall say? He says something to her, and she kind of like has this look on her face. I, I he says something about are you ready or something like to be in Valhalla or something like that, and it made me think like, uh, for a split second, I thought she was gonna be like, oh, do I, I have an here. option to go back? Yeah. Like if I have an option to go back, then yeah. And then that was going to be like our big thing to lead us into the next movie. I thought the same thing. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Um, But when I watched it for the second time today, I was hoping that Heimdall had said something that kind of made it seem like, Oh, you do have an option here, but he really says something along the lines of like, 
welcome to Valhalla, you know, come stay with us or whatever. Like, it doesn't really seem like she has an option, at least not the way he worded it. I feel like he asks her a question. He asks her some question and then she gives a look that made me think that she had an option to go back. I, I thought he asked a question too, but he doesn't. He it's doesn't? Like a, okay. it's a, it's, it, it is definitely a statement. I just can't remember exactly what it is. Oh, I should have stayed for the second one. I didn't stay to watch the post credits for the second one because I had already seen them and I should have stayed. I should have wrote it down. Um, maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe her and Zeus weren't really that friendly towards each other in uh, the dark world, were they? What? What did you just say? Jane and, did I say Thor? You said Zeus. Oh, I meant Odin. My bad. Odin. Okay. <laughs> I was completely no. mixed up on the gods there. I said Zeus. Asked <laughs> if I said Thor, but really meant Odin. <laughs> oh boy. No, they weren't. Um, she was close with his mom. Uh, he was very much like she's immortal. She doesn't belong here. She needs to go back. She's not our problem. Exactly. So what yeah. if she sees him in Valhalla and he says the same thing and sends her back? Oh. That would be interesting. Because he's there. He's yeah. there somewhere. Yeah, that would be interesting. But then maybe like there's this fight with uh, Frigga because Frigga likes her. But okay, so like yeah, if but... he was to send her back, like her body is not okay. And like <laughs> she comes back as a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so like how would that work? I mean, it's it's Odin. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know how that would work. It's and Odin. He can I make mean, it work. They didn't show us like Thor taking Jane's body somewhere. Like they didn't. He just show left us. it there for eternity. He's <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> eternity. Can you clean this up? <laughs> like they didn't show us them leaving eternity. So no funeral scene either. Yeah, no funeral. So that's either disrespectful or they put her head in ice like Walt <laughs> Disney. Hey everyone, it's me from the future, adding this little last part in in post-production because Annabelle came to the realization that Jane's body did in fact turn to dust, and we're both idiots for thinking that her body was left there, so everything we just said was bullshit. Oh god. But okay, to your point, Frigga likes her and maybe wants her to stay, but I'm sure Frigga knows as soon as she sees her, like, I know you want to go back and I'm yeah, and I'm sure I'm a witch, I can cure you and I can send you back. Yeah, and I'm sure she's like, I know my son needs you. Yeah. And like you're the only girl that he's ever like truly loved. So I'm sure between Odin and Frigga, she can go back without cancer and be good. But at the same time, that does kind of take away from her story because her whole thing in the comics was she has cancer and every time she turns into Thor she dies a little bit more. So that would kind of take away from that. But honestly, I don't care. Bring her back. Make her the new Thor. Bring her back. Odin brings her back, cures her cancer, and she can be the mighty Thor with no problems. That would be nice. I would like that. I would be okay with that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good with that too. That's pretty much all I have. I just have one more thing, but I kind of want to hold it until I see if you have any final thoughts or anything um i don't i think we touched 
on everything. Uh, yeah, I, I loved the movie as a fun movie to watch, but in the MCU storyline, it's got a lot of problems. It has a lot of issues. It, yeah, I mean, it is a fun, silly movie, but it's just too silly and too inconsistent. Yeah. Um, do you still rate it a 7.5 after yes. having talked about it like this? Yes, I still give it a 7.5 because like if I was if it was like streaming right now and like I'm at work and I'm like, oh, what am I going to do when I get home? And like if somebody asked me like, hey, you want to like watch Thor Love and Thunder? I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't be like, hey, let's watch something else. I would still be eager to watch it. I'd probably just watch the scenes that Jane was in. (laughs) (laughs) I know she was great. She needed her own movie. Damn it. Yes, she does. And what do you call it? Uh, The Mighty Thor. Duh. Oh, Mighty Thor. Come on. Something I do want to touch on. I fucking loved when um, her and Gore are fighting before they get to eternity and he calls her Lady Thor. And she says, first off, the name is Mighty Thor. Secondly, if you can't say that, if you can't say Mighty Thor, I'll accept Dr. Jane Foster. And thirdly, eat my hammer. I loved it. I loved it. Yes, that that is something I've tweeted about several times where it's like, it's not female Thor. It's not Lady Thor. It is a Mighty Thor. And if you can't say that, you can call me by my full name. I loved that. Loved yeah. it. And I even loved her catchphrase, eat my hammer. I don't I thought that was kind of stupid. but <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was perfect for like her character and her being so excited that she's a superhero that she's trying to like figure out all these great things to say. I did. I, I thought it was great in that sense. Makes sense, but maybe choose a different catchphrase if you decide to come back i'm sure she did because she whispers to thor and we don't get to hear it i want to know what it was see there's no way they just do that and then don't ever elaborate on it again i know that's what i think she's coming back i think they're gonna bring her back but they they did this movie so dirty that it's like any way you bring her back is gonna be like redconning it yeah. Oh, Taika, Taika Waititi, if you don't bring her back, we will not forgive you for this. I'm sorry, but at this point, get somebody else. Get the somebody only else way, to direct the movie. Yeah. The only That's way to I'm atone at. for your sins, Taika, is to bring back Jane and dial the comedy back honestly, and fucking watch the other MCU movies. Honestly, I'm done. Like, we need. Taika, I'm sorry, you you fucked up. You need to be replaced. See, I don't want him to be replaced with somebody that's worse than him. I know. I've seen what he can do with Ragnarok, and I know he can do good. I just want him to go back to what he was doing before this. I know. I know. Just make Ragnarok again. Not literally, but make something (laughs) Ragnarok level again. Yeah, bring the same energy that you brought to Ragnarok. Don't pump it up. Don't bring it down. Just the same shit. The same energy. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know, man. He's gonna, 
he's going to have some work for him. So is that, is that all of it? Everything you got? Yes. Yes. That is everything. Okay. So the last little bit that I have, I saw a tweet that I think summarizes this movie perfectly. Okay. This person, this person said, this whole movie feels like an SNL sketch. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Oh my God. And it shouldn't be like that. Oh, oh my God. I'm like, I'm so worried. I am so worried for the future. Like they're doing great with the Disney plus shows. I'm loving all the Disney plus shows, but the movies like are not, they're not hitting. These last two are not hitting. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Black Widow didn't really hit either. Black Widow was okay for me. It was too late. We should have got that way earlier. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. We should have got that in between Infinity War and when was that actually? We should have got that whenever it was taking place. Yeah. It I was forget. like right. It was like right after Civil War. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's it it between Civil War and, and Infinity War. Yeah, that's when it should have came out. And Eternals was okay. It was okay. Yeah. It, yeah. I wasn't obsessed with it, but I didn't hate it either. Yeah. Same. So really, just uh, what do we have going for us? No way home. No way home. That's so out of the movies. That's the best one so far out of phase four to for me yeah same and then i would say um shang chi after that i loved shang chi uh i think i'd go multiverse of madness next really yeah i didn't like i didn't set my expectations high for that movie so i wasn't really disappointed oh i did i fucked up big time but like with what they've been giving us, I should have had high expectations for this movie. Yeah, I don't I even know like what what's going on. What's the next movie that's coming out? I have no idea, to be honest. It can't be Black, Black Panther. Apparently it is. It is. Wow. November. Yep. So. Yeah. Oh, we'll we'll fucking see. see. We'll see. We shall see. (laughs) It's really all I can say about it. Marvel, you pick the shit up. Get better. You might have bit off too much you can chew at this point. Like you, you, you should probably slow down. I I wouldn't be opposed to doing like one or two movies a year and like two Disney Plus series a year just slow yeah. down the production and make them better quality than trying to fucking shove as much shit out as you can. Yeah. And then I having be... shit be six episodes long or inconsistent with the rest of the MCU or full of plot holes and do better Marvel. Yeah. Honestly, like I would be okay with waiting if you gave us something that was as amazing as Endgame or Infinity War, like, or even all of, pretty much all of the movies leading up to that were great, but give or take a few. It's like, 
just slow down. Stop trying to rush. Stop trying to make as much money as you can because you're now putting quantity over quality and that's not how you do business. Yeah, especially not when you're like the biggest fucking movie franchise ever. For real. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got too. (laughs) Thor disappointment and thunder Thunder. (laughs) i was hoping that that joke would come to me as i was saying it and it didn't (laughs) okay no way hold on i forgot i have a sticky note right here on the side that's got three more points okay oh my god (laughs) this is just more plot hole slash inconsistency um oh we, we already went over the jane turning into dust and not heimdall so i'll throw that aside so two points one point is um thor cannot call mjolnir in this movie right like he can't summon it to him yes so in endgame when captain america picks up mjolnir how come he can do that i don't know see like uh, i don't know Maybe because Mjolnir knows that she's sick and if she doesn't have the hammer, she's going to revert back. I don't, I don't know. I guess, but they didn't explain that shit. They didn't at all. Now, this next one is even worse because it's Taika Watiti being inconsistent between this movie and his other Thor movie. Okay. All right. Korg specifically mentions how his race of people, you know, how they're born, right? And he says how he has two dads. Yeah. But in Ragnarok, he's talking to Thor and he's like, I try to print out, you know, or I was trying to start a revolution, but only my mom and her boyfriend showed up. Come on, come on. You made the movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. Not only did you make the, the movie, that character is literally you, Taika Watiti. Like, yeah, he's you voiced are by the you. character. Are you kidding you, me? You do the, the mocap for it. Like, it's literally you. And you couldn't remember that? Come oh my on. God, dude. Like, I don't I don't know what he was thinking with this. Uh, is he just arrogant like i don't i so many questions so little answers thor disappointment thunder yep i mean i wouldn't say uh, okay yeah i would say disappointment yeah i was disappointed a lot yeah but it's it's still a fun movie i will say that it's still a fun movie to watch if you are a casual marvel watcher that isn't really too invested in the actual lore of the story (laughs) yes (laughs) but if you watch all these movies and you actually care prepare for disappointment yeah (laughs) so yeah all right well i guess that wraps up this episode You can support the show by giving us a five-star review on your podcast platform or by following us on Twitter, Instagram, at Variant Vendetta. Um, Again, 
be sure to look out for the variant variety episode that'll be coming out at the end of the month and sometime eventually when we decide to add tv shows to our (laughs) trust me like it episodes look out for those and our post our post (laughs) about the variant variety uh, leave you know we'll be more specific in the tweet but leave your comments questions recommendations whatever you want and we will read them yeah thank you everybody for listening thanks guys appreciate it love you